Terrific Football Tuesday edition of You Better You Bet. Nick, Ken, and you here on the BetQL Network, which now includes our friends at Stadium, simulcasting us for the next two hours, as they do each and every weekday, uh, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. So great to be on with our friends at Stadium at... um, WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Amazon, Fubo TV, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more. Great to have you all here with us here for the next couple hours on the show. We're going to tell you what's coming up in the next two hours on the show in a second, but we want you to check out and support the show by visiting YouBetterYouBetShop.com. That is our merchandise store, YouBetterYouBetShop.com, where you can get t-shirts at YouBetterYouBetShop.com, long-sleeve t-shirts at YouBetterYouBetShop.com, hooded sweatshirts, YouBetterYouBetShop.com, hats and more at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. So head on over to YouBetterYouBetShop.com and check it out today. YouBetterYouBetShop.com. That's YouBetterYouBetShop.com. Now that we've hit you, Alex, maybe we shouldn't do this right at the start of the stadium. It's like, oh, let, let, welcome like, to the show. Thanks also, for, thanks for having buy us. Our merch. Yes. Here's our, also, here's buy our, our shirts. Merch. Right. Yeah, I think we could maybe, maybe do something different with this moving forward. But yeah, buy our merchandise at YouBetterYouBetShop.com. So much good stuff coming your way over the next three hours on the show, the next two hours here on Stadium. P-squared, B-squared, our handicap of Week 7 in the NFL. We'll wrap up with our thoughts on the Packers and the Broncos the Chiefs and the Chargers. We've got the Dolphins and the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, the Niners and the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Our friend Matt Moore stops by in an hour for two full segments here, breaking down how we're betting on the NBA season, which starts one week from today. How great is that? Uh, We'll talk win totals, division bets, who's going to win the NBA championship, and all the award markets when Matt Moore stops by in hour number three on the show. We'll give you the games that Ken and I have already bet, and the numbers that we're targeting uh, to make bets, Week 7 in the National Football League, and all our bets for tonight in the Power Hour, the final hour of the show. We will get to Lochmas in a second. Uh, Ken Barkley is going to tell you about the Heisman Trophy right now in college football. But um, we've got a little more news here, Ken, on this Jaguar-Saints game coming up on Thursday night. We got some more quotes from Trevor Lawrence speaking to the media. Lawrence basically like taking uh, taking a lot of pride in the fact that he's never missed a game before in his career and acknowledging, you know, it's only my third year in the NFL. He, my meaning Lawrence's, and uh, he's going to do everything he can to be out there. Practice today on Tuesday in a limited fashion. Uh, I I think he's going to end up playing in the game. Zay Jones did not practice for Jacksonville today. Jamal Williams is practicing in a limited fashion for the Saints. He would join Kendra Miller and Alvin Kamara in that running back group. We'll talk about this more as we approach kickoff on Thursday, but uh, I'm I'm liking Jacksonville a lot here, Ken, if Trevor Lawrence is in fact going to play in the game on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's just you know, I think people know how we feel about the Saints this year and, and how we feel about playing them in a lot of these small spread games where it's, you know, it's just pick the winner, you know, quarterback against quarterback, coach against coach, pick the winner of the game. We're pretty much always going to like anybody against the Saints in that situation. Like think they have maybe the worst coach in the league. Um, definitely a quarterback that does not inspire a lot of confidence. Some like interesting cutaways at the end of that Houston New Orleans game, like Camara and some of the receivers, just like eye roll kind of stuff, looking at stuff on the the tablets. Just, you know, like, do you really want Dennis Allen and Derek Carr like against good teams and pick them type games? Like ha- hasn't worked so great so far this year, even against teams that aren't that aren't particularly good. Maybe they won't make the playoffs. Just I think that's how we're going to play them the entire year. It's it's one of the reasons why I have a lot of win total under money on them. Dennis Allen and Derek Carr on one side, on the other, Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Who do you want 
I think they played the game on Mars. I picked the Jacksonville Jaguars. Need to make sure Lawrence is going to play. Again, practice today in a limited fashion. We'll see how tomorrow looks for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, once upon a time, Trevor Lawrence was uh, one of the favorites to win the Heisman Trophy in college football. Following this weekend, Ken, in college football, we now have a clear favorite to win the Heisman, and it is Michael Penix Jr. of Washington. But should you, dear listener and dear viewer, bet Michael Penix to win the Heisman Trophy? Or should you be looking elsewhere? Santa's going to tell you he has slid down the chimney. He's eaten the milk and cookies, and now he's going to leave a gift underneath the old tree. And it's going to be how to bet the Heisman Trophy at this point in the college football season in day two of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. crowd but for nick and ken college football only sounds like one thing it's luck miss time on you better you bet hey all right santa Let's talk some Heisman Trophy. Michael Penix Jr., minus 145 now to win the Heisman as he, like, quote-unquote, like, outduels Bo Nix. Shout-out to, like, Dan Lanning in Oregon. But Washington did beat Oregon this past Saturday. So Penix Jr. now, the overwhelming favorite to win the Heisman, minus 145. And then I have not drawn a line to get to the next set. But uh, hashtag the books. Hashtag Vegas has drawn the line. Oh, Vegas. Shadowy Cabal has drawn the line. I've heard the that line. they know. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they know. They drew the line. So Penix minus 145. And then we go down to 10 to 1 for the next two choices. Michigan's J.J. McCarthy and Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel. Uh, Jordan Travis of Florida State. Uh, Jaden Daniels of LSU, 13 to 1. Don't look now. North Carolina's undefeated. Thumped Miami on Saturday. Started from the bottom. Now he's here. We love the Drake. Drake May, 14 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. And he's got his best receiver now for the rest of the season, Tez Watkins. Then we've got a couple players at 30 to 1. Carson Beck from. What did I say? Tez Watkins? Tez Watkins. Yeah. We were talking about Clemson before with Trevor Lawrence. That's where the Watkins came from. Yeah. I'll get I'll get it right moving forward here. Yeah, Sammy Watkins is a great reference for me to have. He only played at Clemson like t- 12 years ago. Uh, Carson Beck, Bo Nix, and Caleb Williams, last year's Heisman Trophy winner, all at 30-1. to 1. And I just figured I'd throw in the Drew Aller 60-1 to 1 ahead of uh, Saturday's game for Penn State. Uh, Ken or Santa, thoughts here on how to bet the Heisman Trophy right now? Yeah, I think we knew that this was going to be like a really, really big weekend that just happened for reshaping the market. We didn't know how it was going to get reshaped. I I thought it was likely that Caleb Williams, well, the market thought it was, you know, more than 50% he would lose the game. So it was sort of like if you liked somebody in Oregon, Washington, obviously that quarterback would become the favorite. Look, if if Bo Nix leads him down the field at the end, they win. This is happening with him right now, you know, and he's minus 150. So it's just, it shows you like how on a knife edge this market was going into that Oregon, Washington game. We were like one play in the game dictates whether a guy's minus 150 and the other guy's 10 or vice versa. And, you know, like I I didn't have a good feel on who I thought was going to win the game. I thought both teams had a chance to win. So I was going to like try to pick a quarterback to beat Caleb Williams with, but now the market's reshaped. Uh, I think I have a pretty good idea how this is going to play out, at least in the short term, uh, which is that Michael Penix Jr.'s price is just going to like stay where it is and get you know lower and lower and lower because the next two weeks, 
Washington has walkover games, honestly. Like, they are not expected to be challenged in the next two weeks. They play Arizona State, where they're like a you know four-touchdown favorite or something at home. Uh, and then they play at Stanford uh, the week after that, um, the week before Halloween. And they'll be big, big favorites in both those games. Penix would likely have very big statistical games. So you're going to get through a couple more with the market looking like this probably obviously could any team lose to anybody of course but the most likely way this plays out is that for two more weeks it looks a lot like this and maybe the order of the players behind him changes a little but there's not a lot of win probability to go around like Penix has eaten a lot of it so there you know like nobody's going to two to one or something like no one no one player will probably emerge from the second group uh that much and then you get okay okay like that's two weeks that's this is what it's going to look like and maybe Penix even goes to minus 200 or minus 250 because like he'll keep having those good statistical games and then the last month of the season I think might get really really interesting so the next time Penix will play a challenging game will be November 4th uh that'll be and that starts a brutal final month for Washington and this doesn't even include the Pac-12 title game if they make it at USC and Caleb Williams on November 4th. Now, big stat game, but a potential loss also, it's worth noting, in that game. Think about what happened to Bo Nix last week. That was a big stat game, too. Also, now Michael Penix is minus 10 million. Uh, so at USC, home against Utah. And remember, this is going to be like Cam Rising back for four weeks, Utah, not like the Utah we've seen the last few weeks. That's a big-time potential loss. At Oregon State, the weekend after that, no, like go to Corvallis, you lose like all the time, and that's a high-powered offense. Like these are tough. You close with Wazoo in the Apple Cup, and that Wazoo's been really good this year. I know Arizona got them last week. They've been putting up a ton of points. They beat Wisconsin. Um, really, really capable quarterback play. So those four weeks, like things could get really nuts, honestly. And you'd be like, well, who would you bet? Be like. I don't even have to know the answer to that for two more weeks. That's the best part. Like when we get to the weekend of November 4th, prior to the game against USC, just like you could have identified Friday of this past week as, man, if I like this guy, Caleb might lose. And like this whole thing could get reshifted. I think our next one of those is probably the weekend of November 4th, which will be the next time Penix can take a loss. And then especially the Utah game the week after will be a really tough statistical game and another potential loss. Things could get really nuts. Like some of the players who can win, Dylan Gabriel can definitely win. They're probably going to go undefeated. They'll be favored in every game the rest of the season. They'll play Texas probably in the Big 12 title game again. And if he outduels Ewers a second time, he would definitely have a path to victory. Jaden Daniels is kind of getting like mentioned a little bit in some places because the the numbers are so crazy, but they're just they play Alabama, obviously coming up in a couple weeks. They're very unlikely to be in the playoff mix or near it. So just like that's tough for his candidacy. The winner of the award almost every year since the playoff started has been either in the playoff or like right outside the playoff like Caleb was last year. Um, so that's like a little already, tough to right, make for LSU. Right. So like up and, against and the big Alabama. time. Still. Yep. Right, yeah. So, so I have like likely a third loss down the road. Jordan Travis kind of has the record, but in you know the athletic does a Heisman straw poll with a, a ton of voters. Penix got every first place vote, which you'd expect uh, this week. But Travis is like in thirteenth, right? I mean, he's just like an afterthought in the voting right now. Like that's going to get a lot better. That seems like it seems like he should be at his peak right now. Like he should be thought of as having. I mean, they, this is as good as Florida State's almost going to look. Right. Like, God forbid they take a loss in any of the games that they play. So it kind of leaves you with like a few players that are kind of interesting. Drake May is definitely interesting. Like if they just keep winning, 
and the stats go up because Tez Walker's playing, then he's definitely live. But again, like, I'm not trying to beat Penix for two weeks. Like, I, why would you click the button right now on anybody? Like, when Penix is just going to keep, like, nuking everybody and winning a couple games. But, like, May is definitely on the contender list. Dylan Gabriel's definitely on the contender list. Uh, Brock Bowers gets hurt for Georgia. He probably wasn't going to win, but I think the, the buzz on that would have started if he had kept playing really well. I think there's an outside shot uh, that J.J. McCarthy still has a chance to win the quarterback for Michigan. And it's here's a good way to think about it. Like, uh, Dylan Gabriel had kind of like the first Heisman moment of the season when he led that drive against Texas and got a lot of publicity for it, and his price dropped as a result of that. That Until the Big 12 title game, that's like kind of the last one of those he's going to have. They won't play a big game the rest. Of, so he kind of had his moment already, and he got whatever pop he's going to get from that, he got already. Michael Penix Jr. just had that against Oregon last week. Like, whatever he's going to get, he's in, in two more weeks. I think he's got to play two more games. Then he gets a chance at another one. But, like, he had his kind of, like, big moment for now already. J.J. McCarthy and Michigan have played no one the entire year. And because they played no one, the stats haven't been as compelling. Um, but he is extremely highly thought of. In the Heisman polls, he's, like, not in the top, like, three or anything. But he's kind of, like, around, and they haven't done anything yet. And if you're looking for a team that's going to be in the playoff, okay, like, what are our most likely playoff teams? Like, work the problem the other way. Georgia, they don't have a candidate. Like, we can say Beck, but, like, it's probably not him, and Bowers is out for the rest of the regular season. So Georgia, no. Florida State, I just told you about Travis. Nobody seems to be interested. And then you get to, like, okay, the Pac-12 teams, like, they might kind of knock each other off. Oklahoma, we talked about Dylan Gabriel. He kind of had his best chance at a moment already and got a pop off that. And you go to the Big Ten teams. Like, the Big Ten's going to get one or two playoff teams this year, almost certainly. And two is becoming more likely the more teams take losses. And Michigan's the most likely playoff team of the three. And of the three teams, McCarthy's the best candidate on the three teams by far. They haven't had their two big games yet. Like, I know Penn State, Ohio State played. That, that's almost the appetizer to the two Michigan games, because Michigan's the best team. Michigan's going to play Penn State game 10 and Ohio State in the finale. Those are the next two, like, Heisman moments that can potentially happen. I think McCarthy's live too. So I think you have this group of contenders. And when we get to the weekend of November 4th, and when we get to November 2nd and November 3rd, we're going to have to make a call about like, okay, it's time to fade Penix. A, do we want to do that still? Probably. And then B, based on the info we have at that point, who's our best guy to go with at that point? So that's kind of how I'm approaching it. Is it worth it, Ken, ahead of uh, Penn State, Ohio State this weekend? Kyle McCord, Ohio State's quarterback, is 50. Drew Aller, Penn State's quarterback, is 60. Say, like, I I, I want to, like, back the quarterback that wins this game. And, like, the price will drop. And maybe you like them, like, down the road here a little bit if the Big Ten can get multiple teams into the college football playoff. Presumably, you need one of these two teams and then sure. Michigan. Yeah, you can make the Aller argument, like the same McCarthy argument, I guess. McCarthy's numbers are like a little, he's just more high profile. Aller would be the guy in that game, you would bet. I just, with how it's played out so far, and Penn State's had like a really not explosive offense, I, I would pass, but like I get the argument. The problem with McCord is actually going to be the same problem that CJ Stroud had last year, which is like, when, when you have like six NFL players on your skill positions, you actually have no Heisman candidates. Like, like who who thinks he's the key to everything? Nobody. It's like whatever running backs healthy and Marvin Harrison Jr. and all these receivers like McCord, he almost just won't even get any credit if they win the game. So I, I would pass on him the whole way. That's an outstanding day two of Lochmas. Day three of Lochmas coming up tomorrow. Maybe a, maybe a bet preview for the weekend from Santa here on You Better You Bet. On the other side, we'll continue our handicap week seven in the National Football League. How about the Packers and the Broncos from Mile High?
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.